praise him according to his excellent greatness. Notice there's not one thing here of talking about God doing something for me today. Because the focus is not on us. The focus is on him. Let's praise him for his excellent greatness. Let's praise him for his mighty acts. Let's praise him in the sanctuary. Let's praise him just because he's God and he loved me before I even knew him. Praise him. Look at this in verse number three. The psalmist changes gears here a little bit. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Don't you know if we had a trumpet, we'd be doing that. Devil, just be glad we don't have a horn section yet. Because when we get one, they're going to be up here playing. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Why don't we obey that right now? If you're breathing, it's because of him. If you operate in a vehicle today, it's because of him. If you're not on in a hospital bed today, it's because of him. Somebody praise him. Just praise him because he's God. Just praise him because he's good. And then he ends with the same way he began. Praise ye the Lord. And then one verse of scripture in Psalm 18. And it's not even a verse. I don't even know. Can you put that up there? Psalm 18. No, it's before the verse. I'll read it to you. Might be in your Bible. To the chief musician. That's what I want to talk about here today. To the chief musician. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands and let's pray together in the name of Jesus. Father, we love you. We praise you. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your visitation. Thank you for your habitation. Thank you for, thank you for everything. Just in case I haven't thought of anything, thank you for that. Just in case I forget, thank you for that. Just in case I was preoccupied, thank you for that. Just in case I was distracted, thank you for that. God bless you. You may be seated today in Jesus' name. The sun is shining. Somebody wants to run the aisles. I can just feel it. 
been here for 29 years, and I don't remember when we've had a winter that was over six months long. But we had one this year. So I'm thanking you, Jesus, for sunshine. In many of the English translations of the Bible, this word, these two words, chief musician, literally means choir master. It's not translated that way in the King James Version, but it is in a multitude of other English translations, choir master. David, of course, was famously the greatest psalmist, musician, military tactician, giant killer in the history of Israel. David understood and had a revelation of the role of music in his, under his rule. He also understood and had a revelation of worship and praise. It was David that instituted musicians, singers, choirs, and a chief musician. In an absolute stunning contrast to this, Saul is never mentioned to having given any import to this. In fact, Saul never even went to visit the Ark of the Covenant one time, which might be one reason that his daughter scorned David worshiping and praising God as the Ark was returning to Jerusalem because she had never seen her father and her mother worship God in the dance or demonstrably. I'm a firm believer. You can just tell by looking at me, and I'm not doing it because you're here. I'm doing it because I'm thankful to God. When they were talking about crazy praise, I got to thinking, you know, there's probably somebody out there that thinks that's so inappropriate to put in a song, crazy praise. Well, let me give you a little pictorial little demonstration. Over 40 years ago, I'd be out on a dance floor at 2 o'clock in the morning looking like this. If you think I'm going to worship more for the devil, if you think I'm going to give more when I was 19 and 20 and 30 on drugs than I'm going to do with a beautiful wife and children and a wonderful church to worship God with, you're crazy. So I'm going to go ahead and give him crazy praise. There ain't nothing crazy about running the aisles. There ain't nothing crazy about lifting your voice. There ain't nothing crazy. What's crazy is if you don't do it. It's crazy if you claim to be saved for eternity 
and used to rob, cheat, and steal and be on drugs and yet be absolutely stoic and motionless in the presence of God. That to me is crazy. I'm not saying you need to run the aisles. I'm not saying you need to do somersaults, but there ought to be something in you that reflects God when I remember where I used to be and the pit in which I was dug. All right. I could not pass up that incredible point. But that is not where I'm going to park here today. The role of the chief musician had an irreplaceable and biblically undeniable place, not only under the rule of David, but also into Solomon. There were three chief musicians, Heman, Jejuthun, but the most famous was Asaph. Asaph is by far the most prominent and important of all of the choir masters. There were 75 Psalms of King David which addressed the chief musician. David getting in the flow of the Holy Ghost and in the unction of the Spirit of God. He would write a psalm under the inspiration of God's Spirit, many of which, many of the psalms that were crafted by David were prophetical and had incredible prophetical import but he would hand this psalm to the chief musician and it would be their responsibility to put music to the psalm. In 1 Corinthians chapter, I'm sorry, 1 Chronicles chapter number 16, one of the very first mentions of Asaph is here in verse number one. So they brought the ark of God and set it in the midst of the tent that David had pitched for it and they offered burnt sacrifices and peace offerings before God. Verses 4 and 5. And he appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord and to record and to thank and praise the Lord God of Israel. Listen, I, I really appreciate a leader that is not going to draw all the praise to himself but he's going to put the praise on the presence and the glory of God. This is absolutely virtually unheard of under the rule of Saul. Verse number five. Asaph the chief, and next to him Zechariah, Jael, Shemramoth, Jehiel, Mattathiah, Eliab, please don't name your children these names, Benaniah, Obedidim, there's Obedidim. It was in his house for a while. He said, I want to be a part of what God's doing. Jael and the psalteries and the harps, but Asaph made a sound with the cymbals. Verse number 37. So he left there before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, Asaph and his brethren, to minister before the ark continually as every day's work required. There were some people that got up 
and went to the quarry. There were some people that worked in their fields. There were some people that worked uh, as indentured servants to others. There were other people that had their, their, their lot in life uh, and, and went out and did it. But according to Asaph and, and others that were hired to do this, they ministered before the ark of God. What a privilege. What an opportunity. What a glorious thing. And so Asaph is given this incredible role to minister before the ark continually. God's presence, God's throne, and God's judgment. Asaph led one of the temple choirs. We're not going to turn there, but in 1 Chronicles 15, he was also, along with the other chief musicians, he was a Levitical priest. He was also an instrumentalist, and he was a musical educator. He taught others, um, and he was raising up others to become instrumentalists and also uh, teach them music for their day would approach, and they would also be able to play before the Lord. One of the most important things about Asaph is that he was considered a prophet. Not only was he the chief musician, not only was he a music educator, not only was he of, uh, of the tribe of Levi, uh, but he was a seer. First Chronicles 25 and verse number one says this, moreover, David and the captains of the host separated to the service of the sons of Asaph and Heman and of Jejuthun, who should prophesy, listen, prophesy with instruments. Now, how do you do that? I understand prophesying when the Spirit of God comes on a person. It is an anointed utterance. It is a supernatural utterance given by God using human ability. But here in this place, it said that they would prophesy with harps and psalteries and cymbals. I think that's amazing. That as the unction of the Spirit of God would come upon these instrumentalists and upon Asaph, that it wasn't just plain anymore. It was now God was directing the notes and God was directing the music. Never happened before and after Solomon, it didn't happen afterwards. But you see, King David was different. He understood the importance of praise. He understood the importance of worship. And he understood the importance of musical ability and music in praising God. Not only was Asaph considered a seer, which is a little short nuance to the word prophet because the word prophet means to cut in. It means to look inside. And, and the word picture is almost like a saw that's cutting something in two. A seer is one that is like a momentary visionary. He is supernaturally given an ability to see things that others cannot see. And then it is his role of taking that that is in the supernatural and, and bringing it into this world and musically articulating that. Somebody said amen. But the most notable thing that Asaph was known for is that he was also a psalmist like King David. 
He wrote Psalm 50. He wrote Psalm 73 through Psalm 83. Psalm 73 being one of his most famous. In my notes it says uh, to read this entire psalm, but we're not going to do that today for the sake of time. Not only was Asaph a Levite, chief musician, choir master, seer, psalmist, 2 Chronicles chapter number 29 and verse number 30. I gave, I gave a whole list to our, our, our good brother Malachi. You better have a guy with a biblical name running that projector today because I gave him a list a mile long. Moreover, Hezekiah, the king of the princes, commanded the Levites to sing praise unto the Lord and the words of David and of Asaph the seer. And they sang praises with gladness and they bowed their heads and worshiped. That speaks of the influence of the chief musician. Not only was he all this, but if you were to look into the future, it would talk about the sons of Asaph. The sons of Asaph followed in their father's footsteps. Not only was he everything I already mentioned, but he was a father. He was an example. He was a role model. He was a role model the degree that his sons also wanted to be in uh, the temple, and they wanted to work around the presence and the glory of God. As we talked before, historically, I've talked about this several days, several weeks ago about the glory days. The glory days in the nation of Israel were unlike any other period of history that the nation of Israel ever enjoyed. They spent so much of their time under Gentile rule that it continued to collapse the possibility and potentiality of experiencing glory days, but they did experience glory days under David when he pushed the perimeters and the boundaries of the nation of Israel. Not many people understand that Goliath was actually, not only was he a giant, we understand that, and he was of the, the sons of the Rephaim and was a carryover from the earliest days of biblical record. But the thing was is that Goliath and the Philistines were creating a wall on the southern perimeter that would not allow the expansion of God's people. And so when David removed Goliath, he opened up incredible possibilities of revival into the southern area of that part of the Holy Land, and the nation of Israel took advantage of that. Whatever you've got to do to remove your giant, it's worth it. If you are really intent on spiritually growing, there's going to be a giant there. But let me encourage you, God is on your side. You're not going to have swords and spears. All you need is a sling. All you got to do is have the want to. And God will be on your side. Incredible individual by the name of Asaph. Psalm 22 and verse number 22. This 
begins to give us a little bit more form and prophetical content to the importance of the chief musician and music and singers and the Ark of the Covenant and the glory of God and the right kind of leadership and the right kind of perception and the right kind of revelation. This is a prophecy that was actually fulfilled in Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 12, speaking about Jesus Christ. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Now that was written, that was the Psalm of David, but it also incorporated the chief musician. And it was a prophecy that was described also, as I mentioned, in Hebrews chapter number two, but is absolutely verifiable and took place in this sanctuary today where it says that Jesus will praise thee in the midst of the congregation. What that means is, is using human instrumentality that the Spirit of God will come down and using willing human instrumentation will begin to praise God through the power of the Spirit. I am not here to put anybody down. Listen, I have bad days just like you do. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, if you and I were to compare notes and sit in the back and have a cup of coffee together, I guarantee you that I could bring a lot worse stuff happening in my life than what's happening in your life. But the difference is, is I made up my mind that I cannot afford to come into the church and just sit there in my lofty chair. I refuse to do that with a God that brought me out of darkness into this marvelous light. I refuse to take a Sunday off. I refuse to sit there and let the devil say, We'll just have an off day today. Just don't do anything today. That's when something rises up in me and said, no, I'm going to praise him in the midst of the congregation. Somebody lift your... When you start to spiritually mature, you get the revelation that oh, I, although I got problems and although I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death, God's never done me anything but good and God's never done anything but be with me. And somebody way back there, go ahead and praise him. Somebody way in the midst of the congregation. That is a personal revelation of mine and might be one of the critical factors why I'm still doing what I'm doing today is because I've had to develop personal disciplines that are beyond what the voices of my flesh are telling me. And there's a lot of other people that are doing the exact same thing because if you're going to stay saved and really have the victory, everybody go like this. 
Make sure your neighbor sees that. If you're really going to keep the victory and keep your faith alive, if you're, if you're the type of person that says, I'm only going to live for God when I feel like it, you're going to be up, down, if you even make it that long. You're going to go up and down and all around like a roller coaster ride. You're going to have to be somewhere that says, you know what? He said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. He said I'm with you always. He said I'm going to be with you to the end of the age. He said I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. When I remember that stuff, it ain't got nothing to do with what's happening. Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and lift your voice. I'm going to give Jesus the opportunity to praise him in the midst of the congregation. It's not me praising him anymore. It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, it might be me just to get things started. But once I get into the flow of it, write about that second song. I'm going to write a song called Jesus Kickstart My Praise. After that first song goes around, I'm on my feet. I'm beginning to move a little bit. I'm starting to think, man, I can feel something. What happens is when you start lending yourself to that, you become more and more sensitive to what God wants to do. When it's all over, you're not running because it's you anymore. That spirit says, do something. I got to move. I got to shout. I got to lift my voice. And now he is praising through me in the midst. Don't deny Jesus the opportunity to reveal himself in Liberty Lake today. Let him praise in the midst of the congregation. Somebody give God a good praise right now. I know just, uh, listen, I understand. Pastor, leave me alone. I understand. I understand. But see, I've seen a lot of people get the victory once they start moving. Pastor, you just have no idea what I'm going through. I'm depressed. I'm upset. This is going on. That's going on. This is going on. That's going on. This is going on. All right? No weapon. He didn't say there wouldn't be a weapon. He didn't say there wouldn't be no weapon formed against you. He said it ain't going to prosper. Some of us, we get depressed when there's a weapon. Jesus said you can't stop it, but it ain't going to prosper. It ain't going to take you out. My God, I feel it on me now. It ain't going to take you out. It ain't going to take you down. It ain't going to... Somebody in the back, lift your hands and give him great praise. In the midst of the congregation, I'm going to praise him. Come on, somebody, let's take a minute. It won't prosper. It won't prosper. It won't prosper. That's a promise. Some of you get all whacked out because there is a weapon. Well, Pastor, I got the phone call last week. All right. So what are you doing now? Well, 
I'm letting that just keep me kind of sitting here today. Okay? Now the devil's going to devise another phone call. And the devil will devise another letter in the mail. And the devil will devise another bad credit report. If you started giving God's way, God will pull you out of those doldrums. But I made up my mind a long time ago. And, 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 and I know it gets on people's nerves, but I, I just got, I, I can't apologize for this because I understood. You got to understand what I gave to the devil before I got saved. It was far beyond what you're ready to hear. And so I have dedicated myself to the last breath that I'm going to give more than I ever gave to the devil. I'm going to give God my time. I'm going to give God my wallet. I'm going to give him my strength. I'm going to give him my time. I'm going to give him my attention. I'm going to give him prayer time. I'm going to give him meditation. I'm going to give him Bible reading. I'm going to give him soul winning. I'm going to give him working in the altar. I'm going to give him working at the church. I'm going to somebody. Psalm 35 and 18. I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. These were all prophetical psalms. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Psalm 149, verses 1 through 3. Praise ye the Lord, singing of the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. And then Psalm 150. We already read that once. Let's read it again. Nah, once is enough. The ark was there, which is a type of the throne, God's presence, and God's jurisprudence. A king... That was a bear killer, a lion slayer, and a giant killer. That was also a musician. Also understood the power of music. Instruments, voices, singing, symbols, everything. Became the definitive glory days of the nation of Israel. The reason why this is supernaturally speaking such an incredible role 
is because the music had died in heaven. Seraphims and teraphims and cherubims are now limited to crying holy, holy, holy. There ain't no music in heaven, David. There's no singers in heaven. They all backslid and left their first estate are now in chains of darkness until the appointed time. Of the three archangels, Gabriel is the messenger angel. Luke chapter 1 to Zechariah. Luke chapter 3 to a 14-year-old virgin. Michael, according to the book of Daniel, is the warrior angel. Also is revealed in Revelation chapter number 12. But Lucifer... What did he do? What was his role in heaven? Go to Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 13 and 14. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. This is talking about jewelry. The combination of gold, precious metal, and precious stones. Uniquely, Jesus, he is stripped of this and it ends up on the walls of the New Jerusalem. But before it ever ended up on the walls of the New Jerusalem, it ended up on the breastplate of the high priest. So if God's people took the place of the preeminent priesthood, where is the music? Let's keep reading here. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, the tobaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and the gold. That jewelry didn't show up in a window of Tiffany's jewelry store. It showed up, it was the garb and the wardrobe of Lucifer. And when it gets into the supernatural, Genesis reveals everything, and that's the book of origins. And the origin of jewelry is not in the earth. The origin of jewelry was on Lucifer. The workmanship, the craft, the, the, the way that he was designed. He was not designed to just look pretty. He was not designed to just glow. He was designed to make a sound. The workmanship of thy tabrets. That's where tambourine comes from. It's a rhythmic instrument. The tambourine did not come from the the Azusa Street Revival or good folks picking cotton down in the Mississippi Delta. The tambourine was designed for Lucifer. And of thy pipes, 
he was designed to make a sound, was prepared in the, in the day that thou was created. If we would continue to read, he's the anointed cherub that covereth, which meant, according to one biblical expositor, it meant that when it was time to praise God, and some believe it was the dawning of the day. It was the day star. When the day star, go to, go to Job chapter 38. Let's go to those verses right now. This is, this is before creation and when the world was being created in Lucifer's pre-fallen condition. Who has laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest who has stretched the line upon it? Next verse. Whereon are the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof? Next verse. When the morning stars, this is talking about the angelic realm, they are represented as stars in creation that perpetually illuminate when the stars sang together and all the sons of God. That is terminology, theologically speaking, that is never used of regenerated human humanity until the New Testament. It is always indicative of the angelic realm. What happened was when God began to speak the worlds into existence and spoke every platform into existence, stars and solar systems and the infinitude of space, then Lucifer would, would rise and the choir, a third of the angels would rise and they would begin to sing and give praises unto God with instrumentation. But you and I are here today. There might be silence in heaven, but there ain't gonna be silence on earth. There ain't no stone gonna take my place. There ain't no devil gonna keep me from giving God the praise. Everybody in the building, give him praise. Everybody in the building, do something. I'm not gonna let flesh get in the way. I'm not gonna let satanic voices get in my way. I'm not gonna take the shaping of culture to stop God's praise. Lucifer lost this, but it's now in my hands. He can't repent, but I can. He can't call on the name of Jesus as a father, but I can. He's not going to heaven, but we can. You might have sat still all day, but go ahead and do what the devil won't do. Go ahead and do what a baseball game won't do. Go ahead and do what a honky-tonk won't do. Go on. I got bad days too, but devil, you're not stealing my praise. You're not gonna steal the joy of my salvation. God 
God says, I don't want to go to another church. I want to go to Cornerstone. Well, they'll have the liberty to give me praise. I know this looks silly, but somebody do something. The devil's fine with you just sitting there. The devil's fine with you being motionless. The devil's fine with you complaining. The devil's fine with you grumbling. The devil's... be silence in heaven, but there ain't silence at Cornerstone. the devil can't do it. This is one thing he won't do. This is one thing he can't do. He lost the tambourine and he lost the pipes. Let everything that had breath. He came all the way out of the sound booth for your lost children. Dance for your lost husband. Dance for what you've lost. Say, God, I'm doing this in faith. I'm doing it because the devil said don't do it. The devil says you ain't got no reason to do this. I'm doing it anyway just because I can. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise thee. Go ahead, Jessica. Do that in the face of every lying devil. Do that in the face of every lying spirit that says you ain't got a right to do that. I know this ain't for everybody. You gotta have a revelation. You gotta have a revelation to what the devil lost. God gave it to the church. You gotta have- 
have a revelation. We're not just a little denominational backwoods church. We have taken the place of supernatural entities that were designed to do this. Somebody that's going through hell, I'd have said, give me that tambourine. It's my turn. I'm doing this in the face of every lying devil that say you ain't got a right to do that. You don't feel like doing that. The fastest growing churches in the world are churches that have Holy Ghost participation. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise thee. That's from earth to heaven. That is from earth to heaven. That is not from heaven to earth. angels here now they desire to look into this stuff they're not in a honky tonk they're not in a ball game they're not in some goofy world thing in the midst of the congregation This is why I shout. This is why I run. This is why I participate. This is. Leave her alone. She's getting her miracle right now. I rebuke a spirit of depression that has robbed you of your praise. I ain't got to feel nothing. I'm taking it because he's too good. Well, God just hadn't done nothing for me. Are you breathing? Let everything that has breath. The dead cannot praise him, and the grave cannot rejoice. Well, God ain't done nothing for me. You're here. You're alive. You're on your way to heaven. All right, listen to me. 
We'll have another opportunity to do that here in a moment, but listen to me. This is why you see in the Bible that when Israel's enemies come against them, they're greatly overwhelmed. God loves it when his people are overwhelmed because oftentimes that's the only time God's going to get the glory. That's why you're in the situation that you're in. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. God wants you to switch from being depressed to at least have faith that God's got the ability and God knows what he's doing with your life. This is exactly why in the Old Testament that you see God's people and you say, David said, come here. Okay, we got this. The Philistines are coming and, and they hooked up with Sennacherib and they hooked up with these guys. Everybody that hates us, everybody that doesn't like me is all ganging up on me. So this is what David did. He said, get the singers, get the psaltery, get the music instruments, go out before, go out in front and, and you're going to do right there and you're letting the devil know that you used to do this. We already know we got the victory. Somebody shout. Somebody pray. The church has replaced the mechanism of praise and worship and music and prophecy well I, I just really don't think music's all that important in a church trust me there's people that think that way but if they weren't complaining about that, they'd be complaining about something else. That's because you don't have the revelation. Where we started with, can you see this from way back there? That's a zero. We started with zero. When these guys are lifting up his, their voice, that's letting the devil know, you didn't stop us then. You did everything you could to run me out of town. You did everything you could to distract me. You did everything you could to depress me. You told me it would never happen. In your face, you lying devil. Somebody shout. Somebody leap. Somebody dance. Somebody... In an atmosphere just like this, if thou canst believe, all things are possible. Oftentimes we got people looking at their watch saying, well, the minute the altar call is given, the minute I've got my little blessing, it's time to hit the car. You need a revelation. There is more faith and more expectation and more divine presence and more a willingness on God's part. But like in the days. Oh, I don't want to go there. No, I don't want to go there. Gideon was happy. When there were thousands to go up against the enemy. God never moves. 
if there's a chance that flesh will get the credit. That's why some of you that I am ministering to right now, God is just waiting until you can't take it anymore. And then all of a sudden, God, I don't know what's going. And God's saying, I've been waiting on that. Because when I come down and save the day, you and me are going to dance all over the devil's grave. And now you got a revelation that I'm right on time. I wasn't early. I wasn't late. I was right on time. Not your time. I'm doing this to shut the devil up. Come on, Job. You're going to get double for your trouble if you live for me. Let me get this straight. If you don't get anything out of this service, you have to get this, that when you enter in, when you've been born again, you are on a completely different dimension. The potentiality of living by revelation is the highest level of information in the universe. When Peter said, thou art the Christ, nobody, nobody knew that. Not even, maybe, maybe one of the other disciples, but I think it was only Peter. Flesh and blood is not revealed unto thee. Not intellect, not university, not Jordan Peterson. Hey, Jordan Peterson needs to go down in Jesus' name, and I'll be the one to do it. Everything that we're doing, Brother Wokey, God is doing this against the devil. He just needs us to obey and to be willing to participate. You're kidding me. Satan went to God and said, Job's going to curse you to your face. Job's going to walk out on you. Job is going to end up getting bitter and getting a bad attitude and end up just cursing you in a blue streak. Job did not do one thing that the devil said that he would do. And so when he took God's path, God pointed right at the devil and said, what do you say now, devil? See, if the devil can say, I'll keep them home tonight, they won't pay their tithes this month. They won't be there for revival service. That'll cause them to backslide. They'll go get that new movie. They'll go do that. But when you, get, when you get all prayed up and all ready to go, and God, when the devil says, <clears throat> God says, <clears throat> they're going to revival today. They went ahead and paid their tithes because it's in the Bible. They went ahead and went to the prayer room because it's available. They went ahead and put that, I'm not going to do one thing the devil says to do. Clap your hands and lift your voice and give God praise. I'm not going to do one thing the devil tells me to do. All right. The church has taken the place, not Israel's place, but they have taken the place of satanic forces, timeless satanic forces in the New Testament. 
It's not Gregorian chants. Oh, it's not some guy at a pipe organ or a guy at a pipe. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. It's not Gregorian chants. It's not Mendelssohn. It's not Bach. It's not Mozart. It's none of that. It's people that have been liberated. And now the spirit that's in them is Jesus in the congregation saying in the midst of the congregation, it made full circle. Great is the mystery of godliness. He was seen of manifest in the flesh, seen of men, poured out on all flesh, and now it's going. Just stay right where you're at. The church has replaced the, the fallen host of heaven. We still have Gabriel. We still have Michael. But now Lucifer is playing in honky-tonks. Death metal. Industrial metal. Any kind of metal that you can think of. Rap which is pornography put to a beat. Oh, yeah, Lucifer's making music. Some of you young people need to go out after this service today and get rid of every single one of those CDs, and never again would I put that in a place where a Holy Ghost-filled, baptized in Jesus' name believer is. Come on, Mom and Dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lucifer's making music. He's making music all right. But it's not giving one shred of glory to God. When God gets up, now this is, this is really anthropomorphic. When God gets up and says, where do I want to go to church today? Do I want to go to a place that's sitting there like a tree full of owls? That's waiting for me to do something when I've already done God will start doing new stuff when you start being thankful over old stuff. Come on, some of you need to pull the leftovers out and say God's still good. I'm not praising for the last healing. I'm not praising for the last miracle. I'm not praising. Come on, get those leftovers out and take another look at him. He's the Lord of the leftovers. One of the reasons why North America is not seeing the miraculous, but it's coming. No, 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 no. This congregation has already been prophesied by men greater than me. It's going to happen. But one of the reasons why it hasn't happened already is because our comfort level is way too high. And since we're creatures of comfort, listen, I don't care how spiritual you, you get, you're still in the flesh. But I think one thing that's really going to help us is by having a certain pitch of praise and worship 
And I'm not saying everybody's got to run the aisles. And I'm not saying everybody's got to do whirly birds. And I'm not going to say everybody's got to jump in down. But you got to do something because you're breathing. You're breathing. That's a miracle. You should have been six feet under years ago. You should have been gone like the doctor said years ago. Everybody that's got breath, praise him. All right. Brother Malachi, where are you? I need you back up in the crow's nest. He came all the way down here to worship. Man, I love that. Look, he's still running. And he's not trying to impress his girlfriend. He's really running because he loves God. Brother Marks, how'd it go over there? He preached this morning over there in Post Falls. How'd it go? Good. Glad you guys. See, a lot of people would have said, well, I was already in church today. I'm just going to go home. No, he came to, he came, he came over to Mama. Heaven is silent, except for a few teraphims and seraphims that are flapping six wings and six eyes and six, 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 six. Makes me wonder if the devil with this 666 is not trying to emulate a seraphim and a teraphim. He's still trying to take it away from God, make it his. Go to Revelations chapter number 14, verses 2 and 3. Stay right where you're at, please. And I heard a voice from heaven. Once you and I get there, God says, Mission complete. We've restored praise in the heavenly. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with harps. Now, your wife is not the harping harper. You need to get on that honeydew list and make her happy again. I'm almost done, I promise. Go to the next verse, please. And they sung as it were a new song. Brother Nick, right now our songs are like the blues compared to when we're really on a street of gold. It's going to be a new song. He brought me. I don't even know what that, that is going to be sound from another world. Go to Revelation chapter 15. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having seven last plagues, for in them is filled the wrath of God. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that gotten the victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass having harps. Go to the next verse. you got to hear this. 
they sang the song of Moses. If you'll go back, not now, but if you'll go back in the book of Exodus and you'll read the song of Moses, it was once they got on the other side of the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army drowned and God's pillar of fire led them through and the promises of God led them out of Egypt. Now they're singing, God, you are faithful there and you're faithful now. You brought me. But we ain't there yet. We're not on the other side yet, Brother Jordan. Oswald. Brother Jordan, number two. We're still here. Expanding the work of God. Watching the glory days on this side of the rapture. In a world that's becoming more oblique and hopeless with every passing day. About two months ago, God gave me this message that I'm preaching to you. Because we have a chief musician. We have a choir master. Brother Jordan Gazande, I'd like you to come up here right now. There's no secret why the music department is being attacked everywhere. And oftentimes in some churches, there's all kinds of situations that take place. Because it's Satan's attempt to sabotage. I'd like our care pastors. I'd like Elder Clark. I'd like Elder Sergeant. I'd like the church board. I'd like you to come up here and gather around. I want to tell you something. I've had the privilege and the opportunity of working. I need you guys to come on right now, if you would. Care pastors. Elders, this man's work ethic is as good as any man that works an eight-hour job here. Every single day, he is the choir master. What are we doing here right now? Devil, you're going to have to get past our prayers Going back to songbooks. We want anointed praise. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We're going to pray here in a minute. 
There's only one thing that's above the music. And this is where Lucifer messed up. There's only one thing. And this is where Lucifer said, the music is better than the word. Because he said, I'm going to put music over the word and I'm going to sit in the same place where the word is. Not in this church. I thank God for great music. I thank God every day for the consecration and dedication. That's why I did what I did today in recognizing this. But the word of God is above everything else in this world. It's even above his name. Okay. I need you, brethren, to lay hands on him. And we're going to pray. Before you start praying, I want to say a few things. I want to, I want to prophesy over this young man. It's already starting to happen. There are going to be things that come out of this church that are going to affect this world. You don't have to make one noise. It's already happening. The influence, the influence, and this is really, at least in Pentecostal circles, this is really, this is the holy grail. People try to do it politically and people try to do it positionally, but the real goal is influence. But I'm telling you that God is going to give the dimension of influence that supersedes any type of office or human mechanism. It's already happening. Here in another week, this is going to be the largest apostolic gathering ever in the history of the Northwest. We didn't plan on that. We didn't do it for that. We did it because it's the right thing to do. And we are not backing down. COVID can't stop us. The government ain't going to stop us. Would you please stand with us and extend your right hand up here to the platform. I want us to pray right now. Lift your voice with us. Let's pray. Father, by the authority of the name of Jesus, I pray of a hedge of protection. One of the reasons why you've been battling so bad is because the devil understands. He's got my position. He's got my place. He's got my voice. He's got my anointing. He's got where I should be. By the authority of the name of Jesus, I pray for a hedge. I pray for a wall that's impenetrable, impermeable. I pray that his consecration fail not. I pray that his dedication fail not. I pray that his humility fail not. But God, I pray you open up the windows of heaven
God's doing something right now. God's doing something right now. God's doing something. You tried to destroy this family and they're coming back in the name of Jesus. The fire couldn't burn them. The water couldn't drown them. My God, there's a voice of prophecy that's going forth in the name of Jesus. To the chief musician, prophesy. Chief musician, play. I want all the musicians. I want the organ player. I want the bass player. I want the guitar player. I want the drummer. Brother Herbert, get up here. That's Brother Tyler and everybody else. But on his birth certificate, it says Herbert. That's okay, man. Every apostolic church needs a Herbert. I want you guys to get right over here. Right, get real close to Brother Jordan. Come on. Brother Kyle. The devil's using some old weapons against you. It's old weaponry. But the new stuff you got's more powerful. Now, I want to I wanna say something in the midst of this great congregation and all of the holy angels that are here. You see these two men right here? They're brothers. What they have gone through, the situation, they, were, they did not miss one step of faithfulness and dedication to God. Okay, brethren, Sister May, I want you to get involved in this. Come on over here. I want you to come on over here. I want church, I want you to pray. These are the musicians. They're a target. They're a target. 
We're praying for them. Come on. Elder, lay your, Elder, lay your hands on them. Elder Sergeant, come on. God's already given you a promise. It's unfolding right now by the authority of the name of Jesus. God raised him up to where not one word falls to the ground, but you use him like you've used others. By the authority of the name of Jesus. Build a hedge of protection. Build a hedge of protection. Come on, pray, church. God's doing something. God's doing something. God's doing something. They're all writing songs. They're already writing songs about one God that are being recorded by everybody. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the only wise God. We've already got musicians that are preaching the gospel. God build a thorny hedge by the authority of the name of Jesus. Let's pray for Andrew. Let's pray for Ryan by the authority. Pray for Jake in the name of Jesus. You should have got your miracle right about now. I feel like something supernatural is moving in this congregation right now. Don't accept, well, it ain't going to happen. God ain't going to do it. I rebuke that lying spirit in the name of Jesus. I know it's getting kind of late, but I don't recommend one person leaving. This is too critical of a juncture right now. Well, service must be over. The preaching's done. God is still moving, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a choir member or a singer, I want you to get up on this platform right now.
singers. Let's step back a little bit. Let the singers get around them. This is the, this is the core. I want the singers, the choir, to get all the way around this group right here. Elder. No, we're, gonna, we're not done praying. Come on in here. Let's get some over on this side. Over here. You say this is unnecessary. You need a revelation of what music that's anointed and people that are living right and consecrated and dedicated, what that does to hell. All right, elders, let's move in. Lift your hands and pray for this choir. By the authority of the name of Jesus. This is not a game. Come on, congregation, pray. We're almost done. Somebody pray. Somebody lift your voice. God, heal their families. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon shall prosper. Devil, you're a liar and the father of it. You know exactly what this means. You know exactly what this means. This ain't a performance. This ain't for playing. Come on, your greatest days are coming. Your greatest days are coming. God's got a new promise. God, you know, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. You can't have them, devil, by the authority of the name of Jesus.
This is a far greater privilege than anything the world could ever bestow. Anything the world could ever offer. Any participation in the world is artificial comparatively. My highest purpose, my highest privilege, my greatest opportunity is to be a vessel of glory. Not play on the scoom ball team. I wouldn't trade this for a thousand church services where nothing happens. Everybody in the congregation, let's lift our hands. Why don't you lay the hand over on your neighbor and begin to pray? There is a whole new dimension of the Spirit of God that has moved in here that was not, it was not possible. It was not here in the beginning of this service, but it's now here. Devil, you ain't robbing this from me. You ain't stealing me out of this environment. You ain't gonna drive me out of the glory. I don't need Summit to have a move of God. We're having a move of God right now.
you in the audience need to make up your determined mind and say, devil, you are not getting my gift. You are not getting my place on this pew. You are not getting, taking my children out of this. You are not getting me out of this thing. He's going to try. plant some silly little something, some silly little attitude that should have been washed out with the prayer meeting, finds germination in a bitter heart. In the name of Jesus, wash us, cleanse us, heal us, deliver us, anoint us to be a voice in the midst of the congregation. I know we're going a little longer than normal. If you really need to go, I understand. Please feel dismissed. But if you want to stay and continue to be a part of this, you're as welcome as you can be. trying to prove to you really how spiritual this choir is. They're in the prayer room. They're faithful in giving. They're faithful in worship. Okay, I want the choir and the musicians. I want you to walk around this congregation and lay hands brother to brother and sister to sister. I want you to walk throughout this entire congregation and now pray for the rest of us. I want this entire choir to begin to walk around this congregation and brother to brother and sister to sister begin to pray for other people. The anointing begins on the platform and then goes horizontally into the congregation. Lay hands brother to brother and sister to sister and let's lift our hands and begin to pray. Come on, lay hands on these on this congregation. Lay hands on people in the pew. Lay hands on people in the back. Lay hands on people on the sides. Lay hands everywhere.
Come on, with the devil lost, we're going to take it up and we're going to get a hold of it and we're going to use it. With the devil forfeited, it is ours. And I'm going to use it in humility, with consecration, with dedication. But I'm going to use it. Come on, pray with boldness. Pray with strength. Pray with direction. Pray for the backsliders. Pray for the people that aren't here. Pray for the ones that are here but want to be elsewhere. Pray for everybody. Pray for the ones that used to be in the choir that the devil was able to take out. Yalala Maranda Yalala Bahasai. <laughs> 